Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. You can listen to us on all the great ESPN stations across the country. Of course, ESPNU, Sirius XM80, and the ESPN app. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. You guys can chime in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. Not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. One's fans deserve. We've been discussing second-best team in the AFC. If the Chiefs are one, do you go Jacksonville? Do you go Baltimore? Do you maybe go Miami, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Cleveland? Who do you go with as number two? We're going to get your phone calls in on that, but we just heard the awful prediction by me about the San Francisco 49ers that Brock Purdy would not play for them this weekend. Well, um, CC, the player we saw for them in their loss to Cincinnati did not look like the Brock Purdy that we were used to, so maybe Brock Purdy didn't play. Maybe I'm actually right about that. That wasn't Brock Purdy this weekend. Well, it wasn't great. Whoever it was out there in the number 13 jersey for the 49ers, again, three turnovers, these multi-turnover games by Brock Purdy are absolutely killing this team. They're putting up against the eight ball. The injuries also aren't helping. Still no Trent Williams yesterday, no Debo Samuel. And the thing that Jumps out to me over the last three games for San Francisco is that this is a different team where Brock doesn't have his full complement of weapons. When he doesn't have the full supporting cast because of injury, this is a different outfit. And we've seen now what Brock Purdy is when he's facing adversity. And what the, what the verdict is, is a young quarterback that is still developing. It's not a finished product. And the proof is in the evidence that we have when it comes to how he plays when his team is tied or trailing. Over the last uh, last few weeks, there have been multi-turnover games, and you're talking about all of those turnovers happening when his team is tied or when they're trailing. On the season, he's got six total touchdowns to six total turnovers when his team is tied or trailing. Now, when his team has a lead, he's got six touchdowns and no picks. So there's a clear difference in how Brock Purdy plays when he's able to play downhill with a lead versus when he's trying to play from behind. And I think him pressing a little bit has to factor into the math uh, along with the fact that he might be missing some key pieces on offense. So I have to bring this up, guys. We are the founding members of the Brock Purdy fan club. They're in a bit of a free fall. He hasn't looked as great. Are we still wearing the T-shirts? Are we still loving Brock Purdy? I am personally... And I am because Trent Williams and Debo Samuel are coming back. And so if if the narrative on Brock Purdy is as follows, that he is as good as anyone else in their system in the league when he has his full complement of players with him, then that still can be the case. What this does yesterday is double down on the window conversation. Because basically the, the Niners window that we have discussed, that CC said it has to be this year. What yesterday did was continue to double down on the fact that the moment he has to get paid two years from now, and thus you have to lose other guys as a result, we're not convinced that you can just exclusively build around him. 
i.e. Russell Wilson with the Seahawks, right? That that window was open for a little bit. They won a Super Bowl. They got to two straight when it was Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Legion of Boom. When it became Russell Wilson and Richard Sherman was not there anymore, Earl Thomas was not there anymore, Cam Chancellor was not there anymore, Marshawn Lynch was not there anymore, they were still very good, but not Super Bowl-level good. And what yesterday showed you, if you believe that that is who he is, is that he can win a Super Bowl with all of the guys around him, which none of us believe Sam Darnold could in the same exact situation. He may be able to. But what he may not be able to do is win a Super Bowl without all the other guys around him. That's not a knock on him. That's just the reality of the player he is. No, it's the reality of the player he is. But you wonder now what position does that put at and put San Francisco in because they're looking up at the Seattle Seahawks in the NFC West as we sit here today. They Which are is a, sec- it's an amazing They thing. are second placed in their division mm-hmm. right now. And so you wonder... When are they going to stop the free fall? When are they going to get back on track with the win? I think the bye week is coming at the perfect time for them. Let a lot of guys rest up, get healthy. But my question remains, how long is the window for the 49ers if everything has to be ideal for Brock Purdy to get this team to where they want to go? And to me, when you have a 35-year-old left tackle, when you have a number one wide receiver that's only been healthy for one full season over the last four years, when George Kittle is on the wrong side of 30, Kyle Juszczyk on the wrong side of 30, Brandon Ayuk, an impending free agent, Christian McCaffrey over 1,600 touches for his career already, you just wonder how long can you get the top-end production from those guys that you're paying top-of-the-market money to? How long does the window stay open? I just got to say, based on what I've seen the last three weeks and those all three of them being losses with key contributors either banged up or out of the lineup, the window is this year and this year only for San Francisco. If they don't win a championship this season with this core of players, then it's not going to happen for this team as constituted. The runway feels <clears throat> short for San Francisco. Now, conversely, for the Bengals, Joe Burrow said that the window for the Bengals is his entire career. And he ain't wrong. And he's, he's, right. not, he ain't he's wrong. absolutely he right. And to me, <laughs> yesterday, yeah, we learned something about the 49ers, but it was more to me a confirmation of what I felt about the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow this season. Yes, they got off to a slow start, but that's characteristic of this team over the past couple of years. To start one and three. They're sitting there at four and three. They may not have the, the best record in the AFC. They may not be w- right where we're considering them as far as like the Kansas City Chiefs are concerned. But when Joe Burrow is right, this team is dangerous and he is getting healthy and he is looking like himself. At one point yesterday, he completed 19 straight passes. Mm. He finished with 28 for 32, 283 yards. And I know that the 49ers defense has been a little bit out of their, their selves the past couple of weeks, but I don't want to in any way diminish what we're seeing out of Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and I think that they are just getting started this season. Well, what a stretch they have, by the way. They beat the Seahawks and beat the Niners. They have the Bills on Sunday Night Football next week, then a home game against the Texans, which is certainly not as easy as it once was, then at the Ravens, home against Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, and then at, at the Jaguars, Monday Night Football. ESPN. They have the toughest remaining stretch wow. of schedule of any team. Wow. And that's why I'm not bullish on the Bengals in terms of going on a deep playoff run. It's going to be a fight for them to even get into the postseason. It's going to take all they got, right? I mean, think about the division that they play in. Everybody is over 500, including the Baltimore Ravens, who have who are tied for the best record in the conference. I, I, I still think it's an uphill climb, and trying to keep things in perspective for Cincinnati is hard, given how good they looked yesterday. But they ain't beat a team in the AFC yet. 
Forget about the AFC North. They haven't won an AFC game yet, right? The, the four teams they beat were all in the NFC West. They, 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 they ran the division. If you want to give them NFC West hats and T-shirts, that's great. But it does <laughs> nothing for them because they play in the AFC North. So this is a situation now where you're wondering – can they climb out of the hole that they created early on with the Joe Burrow injury? Can they bounce back from one and three to be competitive in this division and potentially get to the postseason? Right now, I'm still leaning toward that being doubtful, but based on how well Joe Burrow played yesterday, I'm not going to say that they don't have a chance. Also, there, there are three losses, right? The first one to Cleveland, 24-3, Joe Burrow, obviously not himself. Even when he still wasn't himself, it was 27-24 versus Baltimore. Yeah. You know, even with Joe Burrow not 100% now, 27-3, that loss to, to the Titans, obviously doesn't look great today nah, in retrospect. But, nah. but even with a banged-up Joe Burrow, you're able to keep it within three points to the Ravens. I, I just think that... They they did put themselves in a hole, but I'm not concerned at all. All right, we're asking who number two is in the AFC. If, if the Chiefs were still going to put it number one, who's number two? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, part of the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Certainly Miami could be an option. Their win yesterday over New England. We've been discussing, obviously, Cincinnati. Jacksonville beats Pittsburgh 20-10. to They're on a five-game winning streak. CC, rightfully so, has been in on Baltimore. And their performance yesterday beating Arizona. Could Buffalo be in the mix as well? Let's hear from you guys in the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Mike in Virginia, listening on 94.1 in VA. What's up, Mike? Hey, Evan. How's it going? Kenny, I did not love you as a player because I'm an Eagles fan, but I I love you on radio and Evan Smalls. Uh, I'm going to be bullish on the Bengals because I've seen this story before. The first four weeks is kind of like the preseason, the NFL now. And so they're starting to heat up. And your comments on Purdy having multiple turnovers in game is why I don't trust Lamar and the Ravens because we've seen that earlier this season and in seasons past where Lamar doesn't play well if he doesn't have a lead. So I think the Bengals are just finding their footing and getting going. And I want to say on Wisconsin and fly Eagles fly. Oh, there we go. On Wisconsin. I like that. You know, he brings up a good point. I don't know if you looked at it this way when you were a player. But there does seem to be that mentality for the really good teams that have been there and done that, that the first month of the season is an extension of preseason. Yeah, but the Bengals haven't gotten off to as slow a start in past years as they did this year. They were 1-3 and three through their first four this season. They were 2-2 two and two, uh, last year, and they were 2-1 two and one or 2-2 two and two the year prior. They didn't dig a 1-3 a and three hole. And so that's the, qu- that's the part of this that I'm a little bit hesitant about. Because the division is so good, because the conference is so good, that there's a little cause to pause. Remember, we talked about this with the AFC as a whole. Look at how many teams are over 500 in the AFC. It's insane. You've got, what, 10 teams that are over 500 right now? So, I mean, like, that, that that's – or 500 or better. So, yeah, you I mean, got that, Miami, Buffalo, the Jets, yep. the Ravens, the Steelers, everybody the Browns, in the, AFC the Bengals, the yeah. Jaguars, the Chiefs. Yeah. That's so, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of teams. So, I guess that's the part where I hesitate with Cincinnati. I worry about whether or not they're going to be able to overcome all of those other teams and overcome the start of their season to get to where they want to go. Now, if anybody can do it, it's Joe Burrow. 100%. And he's shown that. Like, his ability to be able to push the ball down the field is what's made this offense special in years past. He showed that again yesterday. Uh, throws of 10 yards downfield or more, he was 6-7, 118 yards and a touchdown. Coming into yesterday's game, he had the worst QBR on said throws of any qualified quarterback in the league. So, I mean, the fact that he can do that, the fact that he can extend drives with his legs, four rushing first downs for Joe Burrow yesterday, if he can do those things, 
then this is going to be a tough outfit to stop. Another thing, Jamar Chase, good at football, confirmed. Confirmed. Like, like when you throw the ball to that guy, good <laughs> things are going to happen. Now, he did come close to having a, a fumble that would have been consequential, yeah. changed the complexion of that game. That was overruled upon review. But Jamar Chase, I mean, that guy is absolutely special. Even when he's double covered, still throwing the ball, give him a chance because he can make good things happen. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, college team. The same one. Isn't wow. That nuts? Ronnie in Florida listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Ronnie? Ronnie. All right, Ronnie is not there. Let's talk with Austin in Cincinnati on 1530 AM in Cincy. What's up, Austin? Hey, how's it going, man? How you guys doing? Smart. What's up, Austin? Uh, I just want to say uh, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are the second team in the AFC to beat. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, had a rough couple games, but they're on a, what, five or six-game win streak, two of those being out of the country. Yeah, when you look at the Jaguars right now, and thanks for the call, they have a five-game win streak. The five games they've won. The Falcons, listen, here's the weird thing. None of us think they're very good, but they're hovering around potentially winning a division. The Bills, the Colts, the Saints, and then yesterday against the Steelers, Kenny Pickett gets hurt. Um, Mitch Trubisky comes in. They have a short week, by the way, rib injury for Pickett. It seems like Trubisky potentially could play on Thursday night against uh, the Titans with Will Levis now as the quarterback. Five-game win streak. Their next game is the 12th against the Niners. Maybe a Super Bowl preview, dare I say. Not the way the Niners are playing. But, no. I, but, <laughs> but I think that the Jaguars is number two behind the Chiefs is certainly an easy argument to make right now. The Jaguars are fifteen and five in their last twenty games. Ooh. They're a good football team. They're, they're, they're a good. I mean, we, we should know that when they won what is it three games over eleven days and in two different continents, we should know that they're a good football team. They got the quarterback. They got a coach that has championship pedigree. Their defense leads the leagues in takeaways. I think they got eighteen takeaways on the season. I mean, so uh, Jacksonville is a legitimate team, and I think people are struggling to get past what we've known the Jaguars organization to be, but it's a new day in Jacksonville. They actually have adults in the room running a football team, and they got a dude under center in Trevor Lawrence. Coming up, all the small things next on Sportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime 
for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, it is time for all the small things. Michelle Smallman gives us her observations from the sports weekends. I don't think any are going to include the breaking news Adam Schefter just put out there. Rashawn Gary signs a big contract extension for the Packers. Four years, $107 million. Outside linebacker, defensive end, the big defender. Wow. That just means the man sitting to my left played in the wrong era. That's a big contract. (laughs) What would you make today? What would they pay you today? I don't today? know, but that's he's making twenty six point seven five million dollars a year. So you're you're a twenty million dollar player. Uh, listen, I, I don't know what it is. I don't even want to speculate, but I just know Sean Gary got a whole lot of money coming to him. It's a good day in the Gary household today. Today is a good day. Today's a great day. Yeah, play cue the ice cube. Today is a good day. Better than yesterday for the Packers, who now are all up in arms as to whether or not they have a quarterback. And the answer right now, unfortunately for them, seems likely to be no. At if you got to keep asking the question, then the answer is no. All right, Smalls, what do you have for us? All the small things. We've seen you all day today yes. in your Houston Oilers throwback uh, Earl Campbell jersey. That is your dad's jersey from back, or T-shirt yeah, yeah. from back in the day. From the 80s, yeah. I took it from his closet back at home. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. It's vintage. it's vintage. Wait, he didn't know you took it? No. He does not. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Stole this from you. What do you got, I, It was just on the hanger. Yeah, it was in the back. Well, of the they wore it yesterday. Listen, the jerseys were dope, and nobody These wants These are amazing. It. No question about it. But doesn't it feel weird, though? Yes. Because it, it's, it's not it's the same a, team. No, right? that's yes. what I'm saying. There's yeah. a team in Houston, right. but they don't have the history of the team that used to be in Houston, that being the Titans. They used to be the Oilers. It just seems all weird when you see the Oilers symbol or logo on the helmet. But it's a team that plays in Tennessee, not the team that plays in Houston. Absolutely. I have very conflicting feelings about this. I'm wearing the shirt today in honor of the throwbacks we saw yesterday with the Titans and Will Levis's unbelievable debut. But it feels weird that they're rocking the jersey of another city that moved. I don't like that. And I also like to represent the graveyards of former teams as someone that lost my team. So that's another reason why I'm wearing it. But I mentioned Will Levis. Great debut for him. You know, we, we saw him during the draft. It kept panning to him and how sad he was that he kept dropping further and further in the draft. The Titans moved up from number 41 to number 33 to snag him with the second pick in the second round. He gets his debut yesterday. 19 of 29 pass attempts, 238 yards, four touchdowns, three to DeAndre Hopkins. Guys, I don't know. We've we've said that the Titans are kind of been in quarterback like limbo for a while. They've gone with Ryan Tannehill but hasn't paid a lot of dividends. What if Will Levis is the guy? Well, I've said about Ryan Tannehill forever. He represents maybe more than anyone else. Maybe Jordan Love is now taking that. Of yeah. like, he may be good. He may not be good. Yeah. Well, there's no maybe here. He definitively is not the quarterback now moving forward. You must give this guy an opportunity to play. He may not be what he was yesterday, but Malik Willis, unfortunately for him a year ago, unimpressive. Ryan Tannehill. He was unimpressive yesterday. The <laughs> shotgun snap goes right through his hands, ends up being a turnover, gives the ball to the Falcons in the red zone. So, um... <laughs> We double down on that one. <laughs> There's no debate, Smalls. He's their quarterback for the rest of the season, in my mind. You that performance yesterday garnered rest of the season opportunity for Levis. Yeah, I want to oh, see more. Yeah. I want to see more information. And what I will say about Will Levis, because you referenced the draft. 
didn't get picked in the first round after everybody was speculating he could be a top 10 pick. The kid handled it with grace and class. I was out there calling a draft for ESPN Radio, and that was telling in terms of his sports character. He stepped in in a really bad situation with an offense that we thought was awful, and they actually looked competent and functional yesterday. So shout out to Will Levis for getting that done. I'm rooting for that kid out there in Tennessee. So am I. Yeah, you're right. He looked very composed, poised yesterday. The moment wasn't yeah. too big for him. But yeah. we mentioned the draft. And in addition to slipping out of the first round, one thing that we kept saying about Will Levis in the draft is some of his eating and drinking habits, his food behavior, if you will. He eats a banana with the peel on. Ugh. He also likes to drink coffee with mayo in right. it. And when I was getting my coffee this morning, <laughs> I'm wearing the Houston Oilers throwback shirt. Ev says to me, oh, are you going to drink the coffee with the mayo in it? He opens up the fridge that we have here at work. He pulls out the Hellman's, puts it, puts it in my hand, and says, you're doing it today. No, I said you could consider doing it. I I'll didn't do force it. you to do it. So we have it here. Please. We have a, a fresh, hot cup of black coffee. We have Ooh. some mayo on the desk. I want Cece to be my mixologist here, but he is I cowering We did not know that Chris Canty was as anti-mayo as he is. So what do you put on a BLT? We done that. Here we go. The coffee is moving over to me. Okay. I'm shaking up the mayo. Now, now be judicious oh, with yeah, the uh, with like, the amount. Give me a spoon. Okay. Don't so, don't you tell go crazy. Me when to stop. Don't go crazy. I can't watch. I can't watch. Okay, stop! Oh what? What are you screaming? More or less? No, no, no. no. Okay. You went crazy. With I didn't that. go. I just squeezed the mayo out. Okay, I'm gonna mix it up. It's like the oh. texture is a little weird because it looks like almost borderline. Oh, chunky. come on, man. Come on, I don't need. Oh my god. I'm trying. Oh my gosh. Here we go. Oh my gosh. I can't. I can't you're get this to be I one can't material. This is happening. Why I, I, is this like, happening? It's, is it congealing? It's, uh, yeah, uh, that's right, the right uh, word. All right. Oh okay. my god. I, Oh, it oh looks gross. Oh, my God. Oh, it looks so gross. It's definitely congealing. Oh, my God. Okay, here you go, disgusting. Smalls. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm going to get the garbage just in case. All right, oh, hold my God. On. Okay, oh, one, my God. I can't believe done. this one is actually happening done, right? in front of my eyes. I can't look at it. Oh, okay, my God. Right oh. Garbage is next to Smalls I here for the Will Levis. I mean, the guy had four touchdowns. I appreciate your commitment to our show. Dear God in heaven. I will say this. Mm. Yes. Will Levis better be good. <laughs> he better be really good. Can you please move the mail away? Oh, my bad. My bad. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Ready, guys? I'm going to try it. Okay, here she goes. She's right. taking a sip. She's taking a sip. Oh, I can't believe she's doing she it. She seems fine. Tastes like coffee. I can't believe really? she's like doing coffee. it. You can't like even totally taste fine? the mail. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, do you want me to put more in there then? It's fine. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's happening. It's 100% fine. Do you want me to oh put more mayo? No, Maybe there's not, not enough mayo. It's not fine. It Absolutely is not, not fine. She didn't even react. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm a try-anything-once type of gal. Tried it once. I think we're good. But it tastes like black coffee. Oh. You can't even taste it. It almost, the flavor disintegrates yeah, in the coffee. Yeah, but you can't look at it, though. Oh, my no, God. No, you definitely oh don't want to look inside. Let me God. see. Let me see. I'm going to take a picture Dear God of it. in heaven. Ugh. Just so we have it for social. It's Let's disgusting. I'm, I'm, it's I'm literally video. getting sick. You know okay. what it looks like, actually? I, I feel coffee come. I, I can coffee. see it. You look like you're sweating. Are you okay? It's disgusting. No, I'm not okay. okay. We're going to get rid of it. Is the trash can nearby? We'll get rid of it. We'll get rid of it. I might need it. I need it. You know what it looks like in all seriousness? Hot chocolate with marshmallows. <laughs> no. no, like, you know, like the mini marshmallows you have for the hot chocolate? That's what it kind of looks like. Uh, Can I give you one more thing? Mayonnaise. Yeah. Just to pivot so that CC doesn't get sick on the She's desk here. totally fine, which is amazing. I am fine. Maybe I'll go on to have the most unbelievable second half of a show that I've ever had. Just like Will Levis, Empowered by Mayo.
I'll tell you. Oh. Well, we do have a performance enhancer for that second half of a show for us. Joe Buck is going to join That's us at right. 9, 15 a.m. Eastern phone time tag. as part of the ESPN phone tag. Mike Greenberg was in with us last week. He picks the next guest. Joe Buck is the next guest. We get to talk to Joe Buck Monday Night Football tonight, Raiders and the Lions, 9, 15 a.m. Eastern time. He'll pick the guest after that. Coming up. <laughs> a man that it may, maybe he's had coffee and mayo before. Chris Carlin will join us coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. <laughs> We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. The Diamondbacks win it 9-1, and they'll split the first two games of this World Series. When you're a kid, you dream of hitting in the World Series, pitching in the World Series. You watch your idols do this in all the big games and be able to live out your dream. So for me, here I have such another opportunity to live out my dream. We can outpoint you. We can outjab you. We can run a marathon with you. And we can also hit some home runs at the right time to beat you that way. So we're very dynamic, and that's what pleases me the most. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, presented by Progressive Insurance. All the World Series action will be heard on ESPN Radio. Boog Shambi with the call. And a man who was in attendance for games one and two, split Arizona and Texas, is one of the hosts of Carlin versus Joe. Weekdays noon until 3 Eastern time. He is a diehard Texas Rangers fan. His team is in the World Series. He flew out to Texas to go to games one and two. He is Chris Carlin, and he joins us now. Carlin, what happened on the plane to Texas? <laughs> so I, I could use a little guidance here because I don't know that we've, uh, we've fully gotten an answer yet. I'm sitting next to Brian Kenny from MLB Network. And he's great. Uh, you know, couldn't have been nicer. I actually didn't know him really before the flight. And we only chatted a little bit. But Brian fell asleep on the plane. And I am in the window seat. And at some point, I have to get up. Got to go to the men's room. What's acceptable in terms of the amount of time that you wait to wake somebody up Ooh. before you need to go? I mean, like, what? What's the etiquette there in that spot? Because I let it go for quite some time. Uh, I really did. And frankly, uh, it got uncomfortable. 
it got uncomfortable for me personally, physically. Okay, so a couple of things on this. How long is the flight? So I assume you uh, – how long is the flight, Chris? Let's go through <laughs> this here. Uh, I, I assume you went Newark to Dallas. Where did you go in that yes. spot? Newark yes, to Dallas. Newark to DFW. <laughs> uh, it's a, a three-and-a-half-hour flight. And I, this would probably – you know, I didn't start to get that feeling until I would say probably about mm, halfway through the flight. Okay, so what you need to do in this spot is you have to find a way to wake him up that is not attributed to you. Uh, have someone drop something, move something, knock into something else. Do something that would clearly wake the person next to you up. Now, the problem in this case is this is somebody that you know kind of is on the air, et cetera, could bring this up. It's, I, I think you've got to find a way to wake him up as soon as possible the moment you have to use the bathroom. You are asking a 300-pound man to be stealth. <laughs> <laughs> that is not an ideal situation. It was suggested to me that even you got to look at the situation. Can you climb over? But then if they wake up while you're trying to climb over. Very awkward spot to be in. <laughs> I mean, Very you could, awkward. You could, in essence, be facing them, straddling them. And they wake up. That's not. Yeah, no, I'm just no, picturing that. No, That's an no. amazing move. I think, I think you have to wake them up immediately. Big fella, I think you wake them up immediately, and it's a them problem because they got an aisle seat as opposed to a window. That's not on you. That's on them. They knew the they, they can't right. human shame you for having to use the restroom on a three-and-a-half-hour flight. But I digress. I want to talk about what you saw once you got to DFW, which mm. was an awesome win by the Rangers. But you didn't have good Evaldi in game one. You didn't have good Montgomery in game two that ended up costing you. How concerned are you right now? Where is the Carlin panic meter when it comes to starting pitcher for the Rangers? The panic meter is probably at about a five on a Ooh. scale of one to ten right now, primarily because the bullpen is so god-awful <laughs> for the Rangers that if, if the starters don't give you a minimum of six, you're dead. You're absolutely dead. The mere fact that Ivaldi got into the sixth inning the other night, based on what I saw, was nothing short of a miracle. I mean, I I, I did not think he was going to make it past the fourth inning, and this was, you know, listen, it was an a Herculean effort to come back and win that game. Uh, you know, extra innings there, but at the same time, I, I would say it's about a six because the Rangers have a solid rotation. Montgomery had been very, very good through the postseason. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, you have these two kind of spots where they were not great. And, and I'm not going to lie. Like, we've all had these guys as fans in our lives. But when you sit there, and and it did, hasn't happened yet, mind you, but I, I'm almost shuddering for the moment that a Aroldis Chapman comes in the game. <laughs> because I just, it's, I, I just shake my head. I, I just, I mean, if I had a seatbelt in my chair, I would have used it. I would have used it. Carlin, let's it, stay with the confidence meter and let's figure out where you are with Max Scherzer, who's set to go for game three. Okay, so uh, he pitched game three of the ALCS. It was his first start since September 12th. He allowed five runs over four innings. He also was in game seven. Exited after allowing two runs, 44 pitches, two and, a two two and two thirds of an inning. How are you feeling about Max Scherzer, Carlin? Not great. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not great. great. <laughs> not great. And listen, I tend to be a little bit more negative to begin with, but in this case, I'm really not because 
I never expected this, but I, I don't feel great. He hasn't been very good. He he really hasn't been very good. Basically, since you know, since he has been back, he hasn't pitched well in either game. So I, I don't have great um, confidence in in that situation. And listen, that's the point. Like all of a sudden, the panic meter when it comes to the rotation, if he does not pitch well tonight, goes to an eight and a half. Ooh. Yeah, it shoots up because. If we're talking about the bullpen before the fifth inning, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. Chris Carlin, co-host Carlin versus Joe, weekdays noon until 3 Eastern here on ESPN Radio. Joining us, of course, on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, we've talked about this on our show. I'm curious to know where you are on this. Baseball's decision relative to scheduling. Should they acknowledge the NFL and should they avoid the NFL relative to their scheduling? I think it's brilliant that they're playing on you know, on on Friday, Saturday, as opposed to Saturday, Sunday, I think it's brilliant. Mm. I, I I think they needed to get away from that, and I have no problem with it. It's it's absolutely acknowledging the NFL. It's it's a juggernaut. Yep. And and besides the fact that you know, listen, let's call it what it is. These are not the two sexiest teams that you want in the post in, in the World Series. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, when the biggest celebrity fan with... is you. I mean, exactly. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, exactly. normally you have these big celebrity fans that are out there like, wow, like, you know, it, Jack Nicholson's there. Chris Carlin is there for the <laughs> Texas Rangers. <laughs> Spike exactly. Lee is there. No, it's Chris Carlin actually is there for the Rangers. Hey, listen, if they were thinking of me, they would have had Philly in because I would have gone to all the games. <laughs> they would have figured out a way. But anyway, I, I listen. With all of that being the case, I think it was very smart on their part to ignore uh, to avoid Sundays in this series because it, it, uh, you're just not gonna. No matter who the matchup would have been, I don't think you're you're gonna do what you can do on those other days. You know, it, there's just no point to me. At least it, I acknowledge when when you're beat to a degree, but then maximize what you can. Big fella, we've been kicking around the idea of who the primary challenger to the Kansas City Chiefs are in the AFC. Now, the other division leaders are Miami, Baltimore, and Jacksonville. But with their win over the Niners yesterday, have the Bengals now entered the chat for second-best team in the conference? Listen, it's a really good win for them, but I'm I'm not fully buying into the Bengals yet, and it's primarily because... It does not get easier with their schedule coming up here. And this is the second straight year that they are trying to climb out of this hole. And it doesn't happen like this. I mean, I, you know, it's it softens in spots, but they still have Kansas City on the road. They still have uh, Cleveland at home at the end of the year. They still have a trip to Jacksonville. They still have a trip to Baltimore. They still have Buffalo. So... Uh, I'm not there yet with them. Um, I do think that they're going to obviously make the playoffs at this point. It is remarkable that they've done this again, that they found themselves in that position and they've done it again. And I've never seen a player, and I don't know that we have talked about this enough collectively, that Joe Burrow just kept playing and all of a sudden he's healthy. Like, when does that happen? Yeah. Never. Good point. Yeah. Never. <laughs> so, and, and Chris, I mean, you and I talked about it. This was the injury you had. Yep. How, and it took you, what, eight weeks? Yep. Something like that. Yep. So, 
that to me is perhaps the most amazing thing. He must be seeing Aaron Rodgers doctors. <laughs> and when I'm using air quotes. <laughs> yeah, whatever he's doing, it's working. Yeah. Chris, I want to ask you one more question about the World Series. And I want to be delicate with this one because I don't want it to come off poorly since I am a Cardinals don't, fan. Don't I'm a do St. It. Louis don't girl. Do it. But don't I have, do it. I have don't, to I know do where it. you're going, Smalls. Don't do it. Don't do it. I have to ask you. My greatest sports moment was probably your biggest sports tragedy, and that's the 2011 World Series. The Cardinals down to their last strike twice. The hometown kid, David Fries, comes in. He's the hero, and the, the Rangers lose the World Series. Have you exercised those demons yet, or are you still in this place where even when things are going good, they're back in the World Series, you're somehow waiting for the other shoe to drop? I'll never get over it. Never. Never. Not even if they win doesn't this matter, World Series. It doesn't matter what happens now. Wow. That, I, I'll be honest with you. As a sports fan, it is the only, only event ever that I have been so upset that I cried. <gasps> like there were, I mean, not bawling, there were tears. There were absolutely tears. And that was a crushing that was a soul-crushing loss. So thank you once again <laughs> for bringing that back. Oh. Like the other night, Friday night was 12 years ago to that day. And I don't forget that date. Like, I don't know even if the Rangers win here that I will ever get over that. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Well, Carlin uh, versus Joe. <laughs> Jerry Naren, the former manager of the Rangers, will join them today at 2.20 Eastern time. <laughs> Followed by Toby Hara and a little uh, Tim right Bogart. Right after Odeby McDowell. <laughs> All-time random Rangers guests with Carlin versus Joe. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate it as always. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe. Chris Carlin, of course. Uh, noon until 3 Eastern time this afternoon. And in about a half hour, Joe Buck will join us. He's called Yay. many of those worlds. He called that one. one. The one that you just were With a nod to. to his dad. We'll see you tomorrow mm-hmm. night after David mm-hmm. Freeze walked it off in game six. It was a beautiful moment. I cried too, Carlin, but tears of joy. I'm for it. Positive <laughs> programming with Smalls next on Sportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. We are brought to you by Beacon. The Beacon Pro Plus app helps roofers get things done from anywhere. Beacon always building. All right, Pat Costello has I'm over it, the things that he's over in sports. Michelle Smallman brings us I'm for it, the things that she is for in sports. What do you have for us, Smalls? All right, let's start with game two of the World Series Saturday night, you guys. Tommy Pham, who is the DH outfielder, 
for the Arizona Diamondbacks was four for four in the ninth inning. Okay. We have Arizona leading seven one. He's getting ready to come up to bat. He has the opportunity to be the first player in history to go five for five in a World Series game. He can make history. And he turns it down. Why? Because he wants to get his teammate and his buddy, Jace Peterson, an opportunity at the plate in the World Series. How cool is that? That he gave up his at-bat, he goes to his manager to say, I want Jace to get an opportunity to play in a World Series game. That's big time by Tommy Pham, especially considering he was benched after what happened in the CS. For him to be able to bounce back, have that kind of performance, and then not put himself above his teammates by getting an opportunity for an A-B in the World Series, pretty cool movement for Tommy Pham. I don't know that I would have been able to make that decision because I'm trying to be in them history books, but that's pretty cool from Tommy Pham. Yeah, to be the ultimate teammate. Yes. What happened if they came back in that? What happened if you passed up an at-bat and your team blew a lead and a guy that was as hot as could be just said, I'm good? If y'all blow a 7-1 lead, you got bigger issues than Tommy Pham passing up on a plate appearance. I mean, how about the seven runs in the final three innings of that game for Arizona, which was unbelievable on on Saturday night? Absolutely. Well, here's Tommy Pham's manager, Tori Lovello, about his decision to let his teammate take his at-bat. This was, to me, a true team moment. Tommy Pham knew, I'm sure he knew, because he is extremely smart and pays attention to some things that um, you wouldn't expect a Major League Baseball player to pay attention to. I am guaranteeing you he was aware that he had a chance to get five hits. He came to me, and I I know that he said it, so I'm going to openly say it. He came to me and he said, I need you to give my boy an A-B. And I said, are you sure? You 100% sure? And I said, I gave him some contingencies. I said, if it's 7-1, that's the only score that I'll allow it to happen. 7-2, lefty-righty, I'm going to reconsider it, and I'll circle back with you. We all know what happened, um, but this was a moment where it was a teammate loving a teammate to give him an opportunity. He took what mattered most to him personally, number one on the list, and said, it's more about the team and my teammate at this moment. That spoke volumes about what that clubhouse feels every single day. And obviously those feelings already exist, but if you're a member of that team and you see Tommy Pham do this for somebody else, isn't that just more of a galvanizing thing for Arizona? Maybe, but it also could backfire. (laughs) I'd be careful on this stuff. You said you wouldn't do it, not out of being selfish, out of just wanting to play, right? And wanting to be in the game. I can make World Series history. First player ever. So it is out of being selfish. First player player ever to go five for five in a World Series game. I can make history. Okay. I'm I'm trying to make that history, y'all. What are we talking about? What else, Moss? Okay, so speaking of good teammates, we saw Kirk Cousins unfortunately suffer an Achilles injury yesterday, and he's getting on the cart, and we see him as he's being helped on the cart, watching his teammates, and he's giving them a clap. He's cheering for his team after he just suffered a terrible injury and should be really bummed out. He's there supporting his guys. Yeah, I think one thing we've learned about Kirk Cousins this year, because CeCe and I have tried to fight everybody off and like that would hate on him, to realize that numerically he has played like numbers-wise, his production has played like a top-10 quarterback since 2015 when he became a full-time starter or was a starter in this league. I think one thing we didn't factor in is his teammates love him too, right? This is not a guy that his teammates feel like everybody else does. Like, oh, he can't play on Monday Night Football, can't play on Sunday Night Football. They know the kind of loss they suffered yesterday. He is actually irreplaceable. For the Minnesota Vikings, for this season, that man is irreplaceable this year. Well, they didn't think so because they didn't give him a contract extension. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, they're wrong, I guess, in this case. Well, I mean, I, well, whatever the case may be, they're, they're, they're going to be doing something different at quarterback other than Kirk Cousins, and that's the part that sucks for the player, right? Because Kirk Cousins is known for playing, the full, playing for the fully guaranteed bag and betting on himself. Well, this is the time where you bet on yourself big and you end up coming up on the losing end of it because there's no team that's going to sign him to the kind of deal that he was going to be due for after what we saw the previous four weeks from him, right? I mean, Kirk Cousins was going to be in line for a four- or five-year contract. There's no team that's signing up for Kirk Cousins into his age 40 season and at the kind of money that he's going to be looking for. So by virtue of the injury, you're talking about the going rate for Kirk Cousins plummeting based on what happened yesterday. Sometimes, though, you show your value by removing yourself from the equation. And obviously, he's not doing that voluntarily. But if the Vikings do struggle, and I think that you really see how much Kirk Cousins did mean to that team and what he does provide. Like, we know the numbers, but he's kind of in that gray area. If they take a nosedive, a lot of people, I think, will be like, well, maybe Kirk Cousins was more important than we thought. couple things there. If they do take a nosedive, they'll be better positioned to draft a quarterback. Secondly, there's no guarantee that Kirk Cousins is going to be the same Kirk Cousins that we saw the previous eight or nine seasons because of the Achilles injury True. being a significant one. At age 35, I can't, I can't overstate this. That is a really hard injury to come from, come back from, no matter where you are in your career, but especially in your mid-30s. I do wonder, is there any chance this actually extends his Vikings career? Maybe he gets a short one-year bet on himself kind of deal if the Vikings don't have a better option there than Kirk Cousins, right? Maybe he maybe. does, and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to come his, back. And his family loves it there. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. prove himself but for if another you're, team. But if maybe. you're Minnesota, that's an injury that usually takes around a year. There's no world in which you can have no other viable alternative at the spot. Could you see a scenario quickly where they draft a quarterback in the first round and they sign him for a year? I could see that. I could also see them, based on how Jaron Hall plays, deciding that, hey, we're going to sign Kirk at a lesser deal and we'll give Jaron Hall an opportunity to start at the beginning of next year. Last thing, guys, we love people that publicly state their goals and we we cheer for them. Tyree Kill said he wants to be the first player to eclipse 2,000 yards this season. Uh, in the victory over Evans, New England Patriots, Miami Dolphins beat the Pats 31-17. He's halfway there. He eclipsed 1,000 receiving yards. Mm. He's the fourth player in NFL history to record 1,000 receiving yards through his team's first eight game, guys. And at a rate of 126.8 yards per game, he's on pace for 2,155 receiving yards this season. He's the first in the Super Bowl era, though. So under the new rules, regulations, teams, etc., he's the first to do it in the Super Bowl era. And CeCe, I don't think it's going out on a limb to say he, he should actually get to 2,000 with the way their offense is. He's got to stay healthy, and so yeah, we'll yeah. see what ends up happening. He's got to stay healthy. Tua's got to stay healthy, but so far, so good. So offense is really good, but the headline from yesterday is Jalen Ramsey returning on the defensive side oh, of the yeah. ball. Didn't take long to see an impact for Jalen Ramsey. Had a pick in yesterday's game. That defense is going to be a lot better in November and December than they've showed in September and October. And to me, if the Miami Dolphins are going to make a move and be a contender in the AFC, that's the side of the ball that has to pick it up a little bit. We are a day away from the trade deadline. Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern, NFL trade deadline. There's one team specifically that may play a bigger factor than we initially thought. Plus, coming up, the evolution of the tush push. Yeah, there's more to it. We will get to that. And Joe Buck in 20 minutes. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.